0: It's FM is Switched On. The Dublin City Sustainability Seminar took place in the Mansion House yesterday. The event, Heard, calls for greater strategic support for businesses and shared the best practices of cities leading the world in energy efficiency and carbon reduction. To chat more about that, I'm now joined on the line by the CEO of Dublin Town, Richard Guiney. Richard, hello, how are you? How are you? It's I'm good not, to talk to you. Thank you very much. Not too bad at all. Great to talk to yourself as well. So, Dublin Town, the collective voice of businesses in Dublin City Centre, says it wants to work with all stakeholders to maximise the city's green potential. What exactly is the city's green potential?
1: Well, look, you know, climate change is a reality, and there is going to be change. We're going to need to adapt to um, what's coming down the tracks and i think look in terms of where we're going to be the 2020s are going to be a really era defining decade i think we we all need to work together to make this work um for everybody for the public for businesses for people who are visiting and also for those who want to invest uh, in in ireland and you know as a country that's very heavily dependent on inward investment i think we need to have an eye on our international reputation and that means we're going to have to do things like uh, address climate change, do things like create uh, positive energy districts. That's where we would uh, basically have heat districts where we're using heat that's generated from data centres, for example. Um, countries are using the heat that's generated from rivers. We heard at the seminar yesterday that that's something Glasgow is doing. Um even using heat that's uh, generated from sewers, um, you know that all of that kind of heat that's that's generated that we use, it actually positively, uh, it's renewable, obviously, um, and we reduce our, our carbon emissions. And you know, we we've heard uh, other cities around Europe that are drilling into the ground into the Earth's core to develop uh, positive energy districts, and that heats entire districts uh, for the long term. So. You know, you have sustainable um, and renewable resources. You're not importing from uh, other countries, and particularly countries that, you know, are less than stable, um, and you're reducing your carbon emissions dramatically. So there is a capital investment. um, I think everybody's got a a role to play in in meeting those costs, particularly the states, but we can also get money from Europe to to do these things and, um, you know, replace the the cost of of, um, using uh, fossil fuels to create that uh, capital infrastructure and once it's there, it's there forever, you know. So I think we, we just need to be very ambitious um, and I think we all need to work together on this and what we'd be suggesting is that we, you know, we create these positive energy districts where we bring the, the private sector and public sector together to figure out how we're going to do it, uh, how it's going to be funded and... Um, how it's going to be done logistically, you know, because there will be pipes that need to be laid, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and look, you know, we'll have we'll have a better and more welcoming uh, city at the end of the process, but, you know, there, there will be change and there will be hard work to, to achieve all of that.
0: What were the main call-outs then from uh, the sustainability seminar yesterday?
1: Yeah, I think the main one is that, you know, look, we need to up our game. Um, we were hearing, as we said, from Glasgow, they're doing an awful lot of good work, but you know, even um, Glasgow would be behind the curve in terms of um, Scandinavian countries or uh, the, the likes of the Netherlands, etc. So you know, we really do need to we need to take this seriously, and uh, we need to we need to up our game. And, and uh, there's a lot of good practice going on around the world, and I think you know we need to we need to up it, we we need to join in, uh, and we can't afford to be laggards in this. Firstly, we'd, we'd end up paying a whole load of fines and, and uh, taxes to, to you know because we, we wouldn't have met our obligations. Um, but secondly, look, I, I think we can uh, create that better city, and uh, you know you can have more a, a better breathable, livable city. And, and there's other things we can do as well, like for example, um, you know we can have. Uh, things like parklets, creating open space within in, within the city, we're probably going to have a lot less vehicles coming into the city. That's you know that's an international trend as well. And then we can look uh, creatively at using the space that's created uh, within our pedestrian uh, zones, and having you know more greenery, uh, which will help soak up uh, carbon, but it'll also help soak up uh, some of the water uh, that will fall through rainfall. So one of the things that happens with uh, climate change is that rainfall is heavier. The, the raindrops are bigger, and uh, so more raindrops uh, in a shorter space of time. And that needs to be uh, that needs to be managed as well. But you know, th- we can have green spaces that uh, will help soak up the water, soak up some of the carbon, and I think we'll look better and um, again create that more welcoming city for everyone.
0: Can we focus on the vehicles in the city centre just for a second? Sure. I mean, the fact that you kind of represent the, the businesses in the city centre. Do businesses in the city centre really want to stop vehicles coming in, especially those ones with bulkier items that you might not want to take home on a public transport? Yeah.
1: Look, I tell you, like, so, for example, in, in Dublin, you know, just uh, just under 80% of the people who come into Dublin spend money uh, we'll use sustainable transport as opposed to cars and it's the mirror opposite in the out-of-town shopping centre. So the city is a sustainable option. You're right, um, there are bulky items that people want to buy. Um, and I think what we can do, there, there will, there will, we're not looking at a no vehicle. Um, you know, What we're talking about internationally is a, a low vehicle. So there will be definitely a need to get uh, deliveries in, there'll be a need for emergency services, there'll be needs for vehicles uh, you know, related to plumbing and and construction etc and there will be some um, customer uh, cars as well and particularly for people who perhaps have mobility issues so all of that needs to be planned but one of the things that i really think we should be doing is sharing deliveries to premises so you know you have um, a warehouse on, on the edge of the city and you, you basically share uh, the deliveries into the city that means you have less vehicles coming in but i also think we need to be doing things like having shared deliveries out of the city so that basically you know, somebody can come in um, on the bus or whatever, uh, do some shopping, that that shopping will be delivered home and then they can go off and meet their friends for for a, a bite of food or a, go to the cinema, go to the theatre, et cetera, and, you know, enjoy the full city without having to worry about bags and how they're going to get their bags home. So I think, you know, we need to be, this is where I think we all need to be a bit imaginative and I think, you know, certainly in terms of uh, the cost of something like that, you know, um, either that would be... Uh, absorbed to some extent by the retailer and maybe shared with the the, the customer, and uh, maybe it might be something that if people spend a certain amount of money, whatever that you know that cost will be covered. At the moment, obviously deliveries are are covered in terms of um, online shopping, uh, which isn't the most sustainable uh, way of purchasing things. So you know, I think we can we we can certainly be a bit more imaginative in, in terms of facilitating people to use um, sustainable transport. And I really you know. I didn't really notice that, you know, in terms of commuters, you're looking at, you know, 6-7% of people who come into work will, will say, get a bike. But you're looking at 1% of people who come into shop who will use the bike. And if we, you know, we know that the numbers who are coming in, particularly with e-bikes and and scooters, is going to increase. So I think we need to make it easier to make those choices. Um, We'll reduce the number of vehicles that have to come into the city. And uh, you know, we can we can help people do that um by by basically allowing them to to leave off their shopping and, and uh we'll organise to have it delivered home.
0: At the minute then obviously it's looking like the brunt of this will fall on Dublin businesses. What type of support um from government centrally are they providing to make Dublin greener?
1: Well, there's certainly supports in terms of grants and uh, from the SEAI um, and energy audits, and you know that's a real no-brainer. They get you know the, the SEAI will pay for somebody to come and have a look at the amount of energy you're using, and you can only gain from that because you'll reduce the, the, the costs of uh, your energy usage. So I think that's a that's a, new, a no-brainer. But I think on the broader one, it uh, can't. You know, obviously, be, the full cost can't be borne by the business community, and that's where I'm saying we need to kind of cooperate a lot better. But there will be capital and, and infrastructure investments that need to be made. Obviously, you know, we they're, they're going to have to be made. I think we're, we're creating very large surpluses and will over the next couple of years, and I do think we need to use some of that further for the, for the capital infrastructure that we you know we need to invest in. Now, having said that. I think there is obviously, you know, um businesses will be will be paying energy bills and I think, yeah, you know, we can we can look at how we do that uh you know, in a much more constructive way so that basically we're making that contribution towards some of the capital and basically some of the piping that needs to come into uh its premises, whatever. But obviously the, the big bulk I think will obviously be um will be down to the state or the state agencies in terms of uh some some of that um uh, energy production. But I do think, uh, you know, there's a role for all of us to to look at these costs and to figure out how they're going to be uh, paid for. And they're probably going to be paid for over a long period of time. So, you know, all of that, that that really does need to be worked out. And I think there is a role for all of us in in considering how that that, that gets funded and how, how it works.
0: It looks like Dublin are doing quite well in this. I, I note that they're among the top five global cities going green at an impressive rate, only behind. And these are cities actually that are very impressive in all manner of ways: Auckland, Stockholm, Lyon, and Copenhagen. Obviously, we've a lot more to do, but we're doing okay so far.
1: Yeah, look, I, I think um, you know <clears throat> people understand that we need to make those uh, we need to make those changes, and like the consequences of not doing like you know. Uh, Sea level rising, um, wiping out mm-hmm. suburbs within yes. Dublin. Because you know, the sea, if sea levels rise to a certain extent, you'll you'll have suburbs being taken away. So, I do, I do think that people understand the need to make these uh, these changes. And the other thing I'd say about uh, Irish people is that we're you know we're well able to to talk to each other, and, and that has allowed us to sort. Um, some really big problems in the past. Um, we've been quite constructive in, in terms of, you know, addressing um, problems collectively, and this is probably the biggest challenge that's faced mankind. So, you know, I do think that, you know, where we all cooperate, we can, you know, we can make a real difference. Um, and I think that that really needs to be. We, we need. We do need to take it on to the next level. You know, we're talking to cities uh, internationally in Europe and, and beyond. Um, and this is something they're all taking very, serious for, they're, they're taking very seriously for obvious reasons. And I, I don't think we can be left behind. I think this is one where we need to lead. And, you know, when we create that, um, when we create that positive reputation for Dublin, I think it will serve us well in the long term.
0: Richard Guiney, CEO of Dublin Town. Thank you very much for telling us all about uh, turning Dublin greener.
1: You're welcome. Thank you very much.